0: Listening to On The Road with Mike and Andy, Australia's number one weekly podcast made for Aussie truckies by Aussie truckies. We're here to bring an independent voice to truckies right round Australia. On The Road is proudly brought to you by Queensland Rail, committed to improving level crossing safety through engineering, innovation and education. For more information, go to www.qr.com.au and NTI Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer visit the website at nti.com.au G'day and welcome back it's episode 81 of On The Road and on this week's show Mike takes his roving microphone out to the inaugural Harmony Day celebrations to talk trucking with a bunch of people from a range of transport industry perspectives. And he chats with music industry icon Shane Nicholson about his career, touring and his brand new single. In addition to hearing Shane's new song, we'll also be playing for you the new single from Nashville-based Aussie expat Wesley Dean. All the latest from the on-the-road newsroom and a whole lot more. So open the yard gates and...
1: Let's get this show on the road! Yes, get over that!
2: Hey, I'm Yogi from Outback Chuckers, and when I'm on the road, we're
3: always on the road doing stuff out on the road, but when we're on the road, we're listening to the big
4: rigs
5: on the road. Right? <laughs> this is Simon Smith here from the Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. Truck and radio is what we do across Australia 24 7. Loads of trucking classics every hour. If you'd like to drop us a line, love to hear from you at some stage. Our email address BigRigRadio at yahoo.com.au. Catch it down the road and take it steady out there. The Australian BigRigRadioRoadshow.com.
3: Amar and I had this idea when we first basically came up with Harmony Day that there really needs to be some communication and some understanding and some mutual respect to try and move forward the relationship that we've got with truck drivers of all ethnicities, not only the guys from the subcontinent, but all over the place. I'm well and truly on the record of saying I don't really care where you come from. I just want you to be able to drive a truck. That is something that we're going to need to talk about down the track. The review of the licensing system is something that really is an issue and really does need to be dealt with. And Amar agrees with me on this. It's not a one-way street. So Harmony Day was just awesome. There was a lot of people there. The Hawkesbury Convoy for Kids joined us. There was trucks lined up around the street. There were some really, really, really nice trucks. I'm a connoisseur of the fine truck, but I'll tell you what, there were some really nice trucks. I also want to thank the sponsors for our show, NTI and Truck Assist, for getting in there and helping out with the show as well they've provided a great deal of assistance with communication and some money to help offset some of the expenses. And as founding sponsors of Harmony Day, very, very, very proud of our podcast sponsors for being involved and taking an interest in a project that is very, very important. So thanks to them. Thanks very much to Penske for donating the prizes for the first, second, and third best truck. And the best thing about that was, those guys, first, second and third best truck who could have had that prize money to stick in their pocket and spend on whatever that they were going to spend it on, they decided to donate that money to NETS. NETS is the Newborn and Paediatric Emergency Transport Service and it's a statewide service of New South Wales Health hosted by the Sydney Hospitals Network. It's all done with charity money and that's what the Hawkesbury Convoy for Kids donates the money to that they raise very important service for the emergency transport of newborn and paediatric kids. Very proud of those guys for saying, listen, put that money in there to that, and that's how that all came about. Awesome day, and so proud to be a part of it. So I did a bit of taking it to the streets while we were there, had a chat with some of the stallholders that were there, had a chat with some truckies. Some of the guys didn't want their comments put on the show, and that's their right. I don't secretly record people. It's not our role. So there are a few things here that we're allowed to play. And there are a few people that I chatted to who needed to get permission from head office, so to speak, before they could talk to us. So we're going to tee up some more formal interviews for them later on down the track. I think everyone who came and supported the Harmony Day and the Hawkesbury Convoy for Kids, just fantastic. And as I say, I've really got to thank Penske because they really did step up. They've given Amar trucks for his Turbines for Australia work, and he was up there on Saturday helping out at Lismore, jumping the car, come back down to Sydney to do Harmony Day. You've really got to give it to the man. He is a machine. He's an absolute machine. There are people there who wanted to remain nameless. Thanks very much for coming. Shout out to those who knew me and people who were sticking their cameras in my face and putting stuff up on Twitter. A lot of fun. Thanks very much. Just a great day and proud to be a part of it.
0: i've been talking with many of the wonderful aussie music artists on the show in recent months there's one name that keeps coming up in just about every conversation that name is shane nicholson when a bloke gets a reputation for being the musician's musician and is the producer of choice for so many artists you know that this guy is immensely talented and greatly admired by his peers within the industry now we'd be here all day if i was to start listing out all the awards that shane has earned over the years not only for his production skills But also for his own brilliant musical creations. Shane not only writes his own songs, he records, engineers and produces them in his own studio and is responsible for pretty much every instrument you hear played on his latest album titled Living in Colour. Shane has just released his latest single called Helena and we will play that shortly. But first up, let's enjoy a few minutes of getting to know the Aussie music legend that is Mr Shane Nicholson. Day, Shane. It's great to get a chance to chat with you. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. Mate, if I had a dollar for every time I've heard the words my great friend and music producer Shane Nicholson, <laughs> I'd be a very wealthy man by now. But it's not a case of you being an overnight sensation. You've been working incredibly hard at your trade over a number of years, haven't you?
6: we went out on tour we just started touring again post crazy pandemic time yeah and it occurred to me that i've been doing shows for 30 years (laughs) wow and it made me feel really i don't know not old i'm not scared about being old i actually relish the idea the alternative is worse (laughs) and i think it just made me think wow where's that time go like I think the life of a musician, certainly as an artist, you're always planning the next thing. You're always living in tomorrow. Yeah. get on stage one day and realise that there's 30 years behind you. That's crazy. Yeah. But it's great too. It's like it gave me a sense of accomplishment in a way, you know, like a, wow, I've done this all this time and I haven't had to go and get a real job, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, if you've been going 30 years, you must have been about four when you started. That's all I can say. (laughs) Oh, I wish. (laughs) You're well known as being a true multi-instrumentalist. Just how many different instruments do you play?
6: I'm not actually sure. I don't really play anything all that well. I just play a lot of things, enough to fool people that I can, you know. <laughs> I've always played a new instrument that I've needed to learn to record something. Mm. I taught myself how to play banjo because I had this sound of a record in my head and it needed to play a lot of it on the banjo. Then I wanted to put mandolin on a record. So it's kind of out of necessity, really. And I play every day because I'm working in the studio every day. I really sit down and practice. I'm not that kind of musician that gets proficient at anything. But I can play almost anything I need to play in the pursuit of recording a song.
4: Yeah,
0: that's a great skill. Now, Shane, how did the new album, Living in Colour, come about? And can you share with us the story behind the song, Helena?
6: Well, the album came about a little bit like an accident because I was working on it during lockdown, but I was actually ironically quite busy during lockdown. The production work took off even more. So Mm. I think that was just a result of musicians being at home and having a lot of time to write, a lot of things to reflect on. And then what generally happens is when a musician or an artist writes a new song, they want to record it pretty quickly. Yes. So there was this huge influx of people coming in and wanting to make records, which saved my bacon, to be honest. I couldn't be out on tour and it gave me a chance to work all through yeah. the last couple of years yeah so i was doing that pretty much exclusively full-time and really just working on my songs you know in downtime i would just do a little bit here a little bit there over the course of kind of a year or so however long it was mm. and one day i kind of woke up and listened to them all and thought oh that's pretty much a record <laughs> you know? yeah It was just a little bit of respite for me in and around all my other sessions, and then it kind of turned into an album. So there was no real concerted effort to devote a whole bunch of time to it. It just kind of got made in and around all these other albums. Yep. and it was actually a cool way to do it I've never worked like that before I've always just blocked out a bubble of time where I've devoted everything my whole existence to this record until it gets done yeah but this was really kind of different for me to be able to just kind of dip in and out of it and not focus so much on it mm. and yeah it was a just a completely different mindset and then Helena was actually one of the later songs and it came to me in a dream and I've heard a lot of songwriters talk about songs that come to them in dreams, and it's never happened to me. Okay. I've always been a little jealous of people that say they wake up with a song, and it's like, Jesus, it takes me so long to write a song and so much effort, and you just got it in a dream, you know, like I would love for that to happen. Yeah. So Helena actually did come in a dream, and unfortunately it still took a fair bit of work to write it when I woke up, but the idea came in a dream the person came in a dream. I never saw her face. I just knew her name. And then when I woke up and turned it into a song, it became a story more about my girlfriend, Emma. But Helena remained because it was part of the initial inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so it carried through. The irony of that song, though, is that when I finished it and played it to Emma, and she said, yeah, that's really nice, but who the hell is Helena <laughs> yeah. and why are you dreaming and writing <laughs> songs about her? Yeah. I was like, I don't know, but it's your song, you know? <laughs> So I got in trouble for it before I got the brownie points, you know?
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's a brilliant song, mate.
6: Thanks. I actually really went to town recording that. I remember doing a lot of it in one night. I had a night where I just set up and worked on that song. And I think I worked till nearly the sun came up. I was just kind of having such a ball singing all these backing vocals and then one thing would spark another idea and I would crack open another instrument and pretty much all just happened in one night. Mm. Sometimes you just get on a roll and they happen like that, you know, and I think you can hear the fun that I was having in the track when I listen to it now.
0: You can, yeah. Generally as a part of my research before I interview, I'll have a listen through once or twice to the song. I've had Helena pretty much on loop for quite a while now and I'm not getting tired of it. I just love it.
6: Oh, thanks. That's so great. I'm glad.
0: Now, you're talking there about the production work you do for others, so putting your producer's hat on for a moment, you get to work with a lot of exciting new upcoming artists. Who should we be keeping an eye out for?
6: Oh, man, there's so many. The artists that are coming through now that are making debut records, it's really humbling. Like It makes me think, wow, these guys are so much better than I ever was, you know? mm There's so many great artists, not just ones I've produced, but the ones I produce, I obviously get an insight into. Camille Trail is one of my favorite new artists at the moment. She's a Queensland woman. Right. She came and made a record at my house, and I'd never met her, heard of her before, but she lives on a stud farm, a Brahmin bull stud farm, and she sold some bulls to finance her record. Oh, wow. Came to my house and lived for a month and made a record, and and now... I've got her on tour. She's opening the whole Living Colour tour for me because she's just incredible and I want more people to see her. Right. Tori Forsyth is another one. Michael War. I've made four records. I wouldn't really call him a new artist now. He's made four albums with me, but he would probably be my favourite Australian songwriter.
0: We actually spoke with Michael a couple of shows ago.
6: Great fantastic guy he's one of my closest friends now and I met him at the Port Ferry Folk Festival he was on stage singing a song with the rest of us in know like a songwriter's lineup mm. and he just had me nearly in tears you know and had to talk to him after and the next thing fast forward we've made four albums together I'm just in awe of the guy mm. he's the next Australian songwriter that is cataloging our lives and history you know he's amazing yeah I mean, I'm lucky in that sense that I choose the work to produce that I am excited by. I have that capability because it's not my whole gig. Yeah. So it affords me the opportunity to pick the things to work on that I really want to work on rather than just taking on everything that comes my way. That's a real luxury.
0: Yeah.
4: It's
6: really brought some great artists through my door.
0: Yeah. What you are saying before about Michael... I can tell you I've had a lot of people in tears listening to me singing too, but probably for different reasons. But, <laughs> but we, we don't need to go there. You're currently in the early stages of a pretty hectic touring schedule at the moment. What's the plans for the rest of the year?
6: We've done two states already, South Australia and Victoria, and I've done three trips to Victoria. And You're right. Pretty much everything's been you know, sold out and great vibe, and I think everyone's been so keen to get back to shows. Yeah. The trick now is to make sure that the rest of the shows can stay on schedule because in the music industry, we're still battling the after effects of this whole COVID period. Yeah. So there's a lot of venues, a lot of areas, geographically speaking, people aren't as willing to go out yet or aren't as sure. Mm. So at the moment, the plan is just to hopefully have it happen, you know, and uh, we're still leapfrogging shows everywhere. Mm. I'm adamant that I want all the shows to happen. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. I think this is the third time we've booked the tour in, so it's not new to any of us now to have to move shows. Yeah. Every time we move a show, people just hold on to their tickets and they turn up. They were just so great. Those shows got postponed so many times, but everyone just kept their tickets and came along, and we ended up having an amazing show. It's really heartwarming. It just feels so good to be doing it again with a new record as well. Yeah. Putting a new record out in the middle of a pandemic is a bit strange because you're just throwing it out into the void, and then it kind of disappears. Yes. There's no real feedback. The circle isn't complete playing shows or even going into our radio stations and doing interviews, just that human element a record normally brings, mm. that wasn't there, so it felt very strange.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about it the other day, if there's one word that I think sums up the music industry across the last couple of years, I think it's resilience. People have learned to deal and cope and work in different ways and it's been good to see.
6: Yeah, it's been an interesting time. I mean, it's certainly been fruitful for a lot of people in a creative sense. It's given them a lot of time and space to write and reassess their careers and their music and how they do things. Mm. It's done that for me. I've found other ways of working during the pandemic. I couldn't have musicians come into the studio. Yeah. So I learned really quickly how to work remotely and having instrument parts being recorded in all different parts of the world and emailed in and Mm. I've recorded some artists over the last few years that I've never met. I still don't even know what they look like. We worked completely over the net. So, yeah, I think it's been in some ways a fruitful time for some of us, yeah.
0: Yeah. Shane, where should our listeners go online to find out more about you, your music, the projects you're working on and your tour information?
6: I think my official website's probably Ground Zero for all of that stuff, which is just Mm shanenicholson.com. That's usually where everything lands, or you can springboard off to all the other socials and all that stuff from there.
0: Okay. Well, folks, my music guest this week has been the one and only Shane Nicholson. Shane, firstly, we haven't had a great line, so thank you for battling through with it. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us and come and play on the road.
6: You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: Mate, just to close out the interview would you please introduce your new single for us?
6: Hi, this is Shane Nicholson and this is my brand new single, Helena.
0: Cheers Shane take care mate. Awesome
6: mate, appreciate it You had a ten ton elephant sitting in the middle of your chest I
1: tried to make a joke but you looked then his
5: Hey everybody, this is Tony Justice, and you're listening to On The Road with Mike and Handy.
0: There's nothing more devastating for a truck operator than to be involved in a serious road incident. We've all seen the impact of heavy vehicle accidents, and at these times, when people are most vulnerable, it's critical that they have immediate support from a strong, stable, reliable, and experienced organisation. For more information, visit the website at nti.com.au or go to the NTI Facebook page.
3: Alright, taking it to the streets and I'm here with Glenn Castanelli from the National Road Freighters Association. They've stuck me on this little chair. I'm very concerned about the safe working load of the chair. Glenn thinks it's funny. So if you hear a scream and a thump, that's me hitting the ground. Glenn, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Mike. Fake harmony day. Beautiful day here in Sydney today. Great crowd of people. Lots of trucks around. We've got the food bands, and we've got Turbans for Australia and we've got lots of stuff going on. National Road Freighters Association, of which I'm proudly a member, are down here. A bit too far for Yogi to come. But you've made the drive down to here from Brisbane. Who's the New South Wales rep these days?
7: We've got Craig Forsyth, he lives at uh, Evans Head. Yep. So he's on the coast. And we've got Gordo McKinley down in Holbrook. Yep. I think they cover New South Wales for us now. Yep.
3: So you've brought some information down. You've got some hats and some, some lovely old armlets in there with some lollies in it that everyone seems
7: to be into the lollies. Yep.
3: What's the go? So we join the NRFa now. How much does it cost a year to be
7: a member of the NRFa? It's one hundred and twenty dollars a year to be a member. Yep. And uh, we're actually just implementing that as a monthly payment. Yep. Now, so you just set it up and it just kicks along. Righto. And what does that get you? Well, it's not so much what it gets you; it's what what you can give us. All of us, we're all on a mission. We're on a mission to fix transport, and we all think a lot alike, you know, we need more rest areas, you know, which is Rod's passion we need more lenient compliance on the road, which is everybody's passion you know, we'll talk to these guys next door about that later yeah. we can't change things in transport unless everybody gets involved so if we're just that collective group where everybody can come in and get involved and help change transport instead of just complaining about it and not doing anything about it, mate yeah. you know? So a few years ago well, was that a few years ago? You had a bit of a crash
3: in a truck yourself and... and Yeah, I did, yeah. You became the the focus of a news story and I believe Glenn Stirl got a little bit involved in all that and you were smart enough to be doing the right thing. Yeah. How did that affect your work and your life and everything afterwards? you Are still driving?
7: Look, I still drive, but I only drive because I love it, and not all the time now. I've got my hat in so many different reasons at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I run a fleet of trucks for a mate. I drive on weekends. I do audits for, for customers for compliance. I keep myself busy, but I'm lucky enough to have all those contacts in transport who say, you know, has got a bit of spare time, he can help me with this, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're into the electronic logbook thing a bit, aren't you? I am, mate, I am. I've been on board with the smart e-driver from Step Global since before that was released. Yeah. And so far that's been the most user-friendly, sort of rock-solid, EWD that I've seen on the market right? I've sort of become a bit of a specialist in that field I suppose because yes. I've had to do my own troubleshooting okay. do my own backup service for the people who use it for me yeah. so I've got to know the ins and outs of electronic work tolerances yeah. pretty well so yeah. I do spend a bit of time on that as well I yeah well I had to work with electronic log books for a few years now yeah. and
3: uh, I much prefer it to a paper log actually at least it saves you $37,500 worth of fines for not writing your odometer down and other things
7: oh mate why would you bother. Yeah. The only reason you need to use a paper logbook now yeah. is if you're in a job where you can't tell the truth. Yeah. You know, and that's probably a sad thing to have to say. That, you know, the guys who need to dodge you their logbook to yeah. keep the boss happy anyway or whatever, they're, they're the guys who need to stay on paper now, uh, yeah. and it's unfortunate that they feel that they're in a position to, yeah. to do that. Yeah. Well, that is a big issue, isn't it? Yeah. And, like the kilometre rate thing is yeah. just so yesterday. Oh, it is. Yeah. We need
3: to get stuck yeah. into getting some more equitable pay deals for people and, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. looks like the band's about to fire they up again are, mate. They they're going to save you from the further roasting <laughs> Glyn Castanelli National Road Produce Association thanks for having a chat with us mate uh, thanks, thanks Mark. Mark. I'm here with Tim Hansen from the NHVR at the Harmony Day I'll tell you what, Tim, beautiful day. Sure is, sure is. Mike, yeah, we're really glad to be here. It's a beautiful time of the year. It's
8: my uh, first work hit out to Sydney for uh, two years because of COVID, so uh, a good opener. That is a great opener, and I'll tell you what,
3: we've got some nice-looking trucks in that here too, haven't we, and the crowd of people, it's only going to get bigger throughout the day, so they're all wearing their sunscreen and their hats, mate. (laughs)
8: I've certainly put mine on. My pasty Irish skin doesn't uh, fare (laughs) too well with this.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's great. So you've come down here today, you've got your information up here and you're with the Transport for New South Wales guys. What they call them these days, the RMS?
8: Yeah, or Transport for New South Wales. And then uh, I guess uh, it's exciting this year because in the middle of the year is the target time for those services to transition to the NHVR. But we work very, very closely. Uh, It's funny, the two guys who I'm uh, here with today at our booth at the Harmony Day Um, it's the first time we've seen each other for real. We've been talking on computers like the rest of the world for six months, 12 months. So, yeah, really good to be here. And and I guess our aim, like a lot of people who are here today uh, who've got booths, is is really just to make ourselves available. Harmony Day is really important for us in terms of celebrating the diversity of the trucking industry. So, yeah, that's what we're here, to provide information and and see what we can do to help people answer any queries. Yeah,
3: well, that's what Amar and I were all about when we decided we were going to do this. There's only one way forward, and that is for everyone to talk to each other and be a bit mutually respectful of each other and perhaps we can begin to educate each other a bit. Absolutely, I, absolutely. I suppose that goes as much for you blokes as everybody else as yes, it does. Yes,
8: it me. absolutely does, yeah. <laughs> and the best way to understand what's going on in people's lives and to work, walk in their shoes, as they say, yeah, is yeah. to
3: come to days like this. So are uh, really glad that we can. We're not going to talk about any compliance stuff today because I said I wasn't going to. We won't. OK. We'll do that on another day, at, you know, at another time. Yep. Uh, and look, I believe there's a fair bit that we could talk about. Look at that 909 sitting over there, mate. Look at that. That's Bloody a beautiful set-up. Texas bar on it and a Stacks and everything like that. I reckon that might be the best truck here today, actually. Yeah, there's been a fair bit of love and a fair bit of effort put in
8: by the drivers to get their trucks looking schmeck for today. Yeah. So, uh, And there's some good prizes on offer that I think Penske well, have donated. There's, so.
3: uh, there's a bit going on as far as that goes, but... They're right around the street.
8: Yes, yes. Yeah, I said that when they came in, there was a a good number of them that had come in from the end destination was originally going to be in Hawkesbury, I understand.
3: Yeah, that's right. And they got a bit of flood damage up there.
8: Yeah, look, really feel for the people there. So it's great that events like this, that I know that it really means a lot to the trucking community. So great that they can get together and celebrate and catch up with old mates.
3: Yeah, well, the trucking industry does do a fair bit with things like the convoy for kids and all over Australia. My favourite one's the Illawarra convoy because that's the one that's near my home. Okay. Yeah. you a South Coast boy. I'm a South Coast boy, but yeah, no, yeah. it's all good. That's good. <laughs> Someone's air on there. That's a nice way to say goodbye. It can't isn't, match that. It is a nice way <laughs> to <match. laughs> say goodbye. <laughs> all right, well, thanks good. for joining us, mate. No, no worries.
8: But, yeah, and look, really appreciate your time and just great to be here and right. make ourselves available to answer any queries that any of the drivers have got.
3: No worries. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for talking with us. Good on you, Mike. Good all the best. You, thanks. Thanks. Bye now. I am here with Mark Smallwood. Mark is the president of the Convoy for Kids Sydney, and we're here at Harmony Day. The convoy has been here. A lot of the guys are gone now, but there was some pretty flash-looking trucks lying around here before. Mate, how did you end up here, and what does convoy mean?
5: Yeah, so we have to thank Harmony Day for allowing us to share the venue. With all the floods over the last, what, month in Sydney, we usually go to Hawkesbury Showground at Claridon. But obviously that is unusable and you can't have three, four hundred trucks on a grass paddock that's still got an inch of water on it. So just only a couple of weeks ago I contacted Amar from Turbans for Australia when I see he had Harmony Day planned and we asked if we could join together and use the venue. So with a lot of work over the last three weeks we've finally got here. It's great to see
3: you all here as well. There were trucks lined up right around the street, mate.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, so today's event has been postponed for two years with COVID as well. Yeah. And the guys usually like bringing their trucks in beside them. So where well, we usually have three or 400 trucks, it wasn't as big as a show as, as usual. But I think we still mostly raised the same amount of money. Yeah. So it was, it was good to have them here and turn out and... Convoy for Kids raises money for NETS which is the antenatal transport for infants they are fully funded by charity there's no government input at all so over the last 30 years We've raised over a couple of million dollars for them and we couldn't let another year pass without making today happen. So, yeah, we did our best, got here and we haven't done a tally count but I'm sure we'll advertise soon and I'm sure we'll give the Nets another good donation to the end. The guys that we were talking about, first, second, third prize for the best trucks have
3: all said, no, 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 give it to Nets. Oh, so that's what's happening, that money that we were going to give to blokes so who had
5: some shiny bangers
3: here. Nets are going to get that as well, so we're delighted, absolutely no, delighted.
5: Next will, will be wrap combo for kids will be really appreciative that yeah. there's a few more dollars in their kitty. Yeah, really vitally good. important too to look after the kids' the oh, and there's, all that sort of stuff. And there's there's no other service for those kids, yeah. especially out of rural New South Wales, yeah. to actually get transported. So yeah. 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 No, no,
3: very proud. Thanks for coming down, Mark. Thanks for sharing the day with us. It's been a beautiful day. The kids have had some fun on the rides,
5: had some music. We're going to have some fireworks here shortly. Daytime fireworks. Let's see how they go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, no worries. All right, I'm glad, glad to come down. And our next convoy is going to be 30th October, yep. 2022. Yep. Start at Sydney Dragway. Yep. And hopefully we get out to our normal venue. Yeah. But it's been really great having to share the day. So cool. thank you so much. The yeah, old mate Brad from Penske's going to line me up with the trucks. So I'll be coming on that one, I think. Oh, lovely. That'd be brilliant. So. Well, no worries. All right. Thanks. Good on you, mate. Thank Cheers. you. Thank you. Bye.
3: We're still at Harmony Day, and we're taking it to the streets, and I have come across Brad Kerr. Now, Brad works for Penske. That's right, Western Star. Those evil people that still put Detroit's in things.
2: (laughs) But we do put Cummins in them as well. Be nice, be nice. And there's nothing wrong with the new Detroit. No,
3: no, no, the new Detroit's pretty good. Mm. Harmony Day, Brad, you've volunteered to be down here today, and met you on the water run when I did the water run a few years ago. That was the first time we met, wasn't it?
2: It was. We were going out to Coonabarabra. Coonabarabra oh, we went man. to. Yep, made a mess of myself at the pub that night, but Moura, I had a good night. Moorurundi we went to. Yep. That was a fun trip. It was a great trip,
3: wasn't it? Mm. And here you are helping out again. Old mate Amar is sort of rangy you blokes up and we're just having a bit of a chat about things here at Harmony. a beautiful day today, mate. Lots of people.
4: Goodness lots of pretty flash better, trucks.
3: Sure. Yeah, lots of mm. flash trucks. We got a what a Western Star 4800 FS2 here that we do. With an X15 in it, set at 550. An X15, I was only joking when I said about the evil Detroit trucks because it's got the X15 in it. That's not a bad looking thing, mate, but it's got no body on it.
2: Well, if you can find me some, I'd be happy. Some truck bodies. Yeah. <laughs> That's not in my line of country, mate. Really. No. Truck bodies? No, at the moment I think um, everyone's pretty sh- well, struggling to get any, but this is my last Sazzy anyway, till uh, I think September.
3: All oh, right, eh? So Harmony Day, Penske, has sort of <laughs> sponsored the day a little bit.
2: We have, we help out Amir a fair bit. Turbans for Australia with giving them trucks whenever they're doing country runs yep. and all that sort of stuff. Yep. So the Penske rental truck just over there, one yep. of the new MAN um, yep. 14 palleters. Yep. And we just try and help out occasionally when we can.
3: Yeah, it's it's great. I'll tell you what, old mate, Armour, is a machine, isn't he? Oh, he is. I, yeah. <laughs> He's got more energy than you and I and ten other blokes.
2: Yep. But I wish that actually take me to learn how they deal with the cooking, though. I think that's the reason I'm here. That's to right. Get some brownie points.
3: That's right. <laughs> I'll tell you what, some of the cooking's all right too, isn't it? It is. So, there's plenty of people here today, mate, coffee machines. Have you had a coffee yet?
2: No. i spent my entire time running around after a three-year-old putting her on rides.
3: <laughs> yeah, so we had some rides I and mean, everything. Did you see that 909 sitting over there, did you? Can we talk you to jump and ship? No. no.
2: No? No. No. I've spent a lot of time looking at it, but I've actually found a nice home here at Western Star. <laughs> well,
3: i got to tell you, mate, the first truck I ever bought when I was buying trucks was a Western Star. Good choice. I bought a 4864 Western Star. She had a 400 Big Cam 3 in her.
2: Would have been a nice little girl.
3: It was a nice little girl. She served me well. Mm. And uh, I made a bit of money with that truck too, let me tell you.
2: But it's a pity these are going to be the last year we'll ever see the 48 um, FXBs and FS2s and FXCs. Next year we go across to the X-Series platform. Oh, righto. What does that mean? that means that we've finally had to accept the fact that being a multinational company we're going to have to start sharing parts between all the brands yep so our cab is changing but we're sticking with our chassis yep all our drive lines our brass copper radiators yep. and our motor options yep. but changing cabs Righto. so last of the constellations you reckon you can get me one for a test drive mate if there was one available i can lend you a second hand one.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look i'll tell you what we have got to do some more of this stuff brad it's great to catch up with you you too mick and uh thanks for coming thanks for supporting Amar and i with harmony day i really really do appreciate it thanks to Pensky for sending down a couple of trucks thanks to penske for giving Amar the fire trucks to go and do all the work up at lismore that he's been doing and well thanks to penske because i never ever actually got to say it out loud i don't think for supporting me with the water run although there was a bit of video around about that
2: I did see some of that. uh, We didn't do it for that. We did it because we wanted
3: to just help. We wanted to just help, and that was what it was all about. Mm. And you were part of that, and I really do appreciate it. And uh, have a great day, mate. And Enjoy the do. sun.
2: And I think I'll probably be seeing you in October and November for the uh, other two convoys we've got to do, left to do this year.
3: That's right. These things have got to happen, mate.
2: Yeah, well, I didn't see it at the last one because I was sitting out on the boat. Well,
3: mate, I didn't see you at the last one because I was in Western Australia driving well, those bloody great big quads.
2: Well, that's a fair call. I was actually sitting out on the boat watching the uh, trucks come over the Wing Dang Bridge. It was <laughs> a hard day. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. Mm-hmm. You organised
3: me a Penske truck mm-hmm. for the convoy and I'll sit my arse in it, and we'll go and do it.
2: I reckon I can sort something out. Good on you, buddy. Cool. Take care. You too, mate. Thanks.
3: You me there, Andy? Yeah, mate. Got you go. Mate, we're coming up that level crossing we were talking about before. Looks like we're going to be stopping. Roger that. Look at the size of that thing. They tell me they take about two k's to stop. That's like 20 times the length of the MCG. Would want to be playing chicken with that. Yeah, copy that. They can't exactly swerve either, can they?
7: they stuck to the tracks, mate.
3: <laughs> it's not that hard to wait till it's safe to cross and make sure the road's clear on the other side. Yeah,
0: not like that bloke last week who forgot about the length of his trailer. Yeah, I heard about that one. It's not
3: really funny, though, when you think about it. Poor old train driver. Probably been having nightmares ever since. Yeah, I reckon. We're all in the same boat, really, mate. Everyone just wants to get home safe at the end of the day. Yeah, not wrong on that one. There goes the last carriage. Looks like we're safe to head off now.
0: Thanks, Mike. Long way to go. After you, old mate. This is a message from Queensland Rail reminding us that it's important to stay alert and obey any signs and signals when approaching level crossings to help keep you and everyone else safe. For more information, go to (laughs) www.qr.com.au.
8: Kermy here from Trucking with Kermy. I listen to On the Road podcast every week on the Australian Big Rig's Road Show, and when that's done, you might like to pop over to Trucking with Kermy on Facebook for my take on trucking and the people who make the industry what it is. Catch you over there, and in the
1: meantime, take care of you. Line number one, you're supposed to have it all together, and when they ask how you're doing, just smile and tell them never better.
0: We just wanted to stop by for a moment and say, G'day, how are you? No, I mean, how are you, really? Physical and mental health is a significant issue for the Australian road transport and logistics industries. Risk factors like long hours, workplace isolation, pressure to meet deadline deliveries and the need for continual alertness all contribute to making us vulnerable to physical and mental health issues. As much as it might feel that way sometimes, you are not alone. There are some incredible people and organisations in our industry whose sole focus is on helping you to stay healthy in body, mind and spirit. All these numbers and addresses are listed on our website at ontheroadpodcast.com.au. Take care of yourselves. We really just want to see everyone get home safe and well. Oh,
1: am I the only one who says I'm fine? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, hey, I'm fine. But I'm not. So let the truth be told.
0: For all the latest industry news, go to www.bigrigs.com.au. G'day, Mike.
3: G'day, mate. How are
0: you? I'm doing all right, thank you. How are you?
3: I'm wonderful, mate. I'm up on the sunny coast and it's just really sunny up here.
0: Beautiful one day, perfect the next, mate.
3: Oh, yeah, I suppose you could say that. I hope it stays a bit bit nice too.
0: Yes, indeed. Well, mate, something to share? Mm Mm-hmm. This goes back a little bit, but I don't know if your wife ever did it, but my wife showed me her wedding dress before we got married. Right. And I said to her that I'd always wondered why wedding dresses are white. Right. She told me it signifies that the woman is happy and that this will be the happiest day of her life. Right. So I probably should have thought twice before saying, well, that explains my black suit then.
3: (laughs) Uh, I thought you were going to go with the kitchen appliances joke then.
0: (laughs) No. Share that with me later and we'll say that for another time. (laughs) Following an eight-month investigation by South Australian police following the tragic death of a truckie, a cement company and its eight executives have had charges laid against them.
3: And you've really got to think that this sort of thing is going to start to happen. The chain of responsibility is really starting to become a chain.
4: Mm.
3: Unfortunately, we've seen the NHVR get sidetracked with these enforceable undertakings. Well, I hope that doesn't happen again. They've been charged with Category 1, 2 and 3 offences under the Heavy Vehicle National Law. Mm. Category 1 offences carry a maximum penalty of $341,870 each and up to five years imprisonment for an individual and nearly $3.5 for a corporation. So Category 2... A little bit cheaper, 170,000 odd, and category three are about 56, but they've been charged with all three. Mm, mm. So, really, you would expect that these bikes are going to face some sort of a sizeable penalty, and they should, yep. because this tragedy has come about because they caused this fella to use a vehicle that they knew to be unsafe. Mm. I know I've certainly experienced working for some people, you know, you will complain about something wrong with a truck and say, you know, listen, this thing really shouldn't be on the road. And they'll say, yeah, mate, don't worry about it. We'll look after it later. Just go and do this job, you know? Yep. And if you're in a position where you don't have the power to argue about that or if you're in fear that you might be told that the gate's over there if you argue about it you know you need to earn the money, yep. then these sort of things happen. And it's just by the grace of God that there are not more accidents sometimes. Yep. So these fellas need to be wrapped fairly hard and a clear message needs to be sent. I hope we don't end up with another enforceable undertaking situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah? Just let us know what suits you and what you can afford. That'll be fine. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: That's right. We want you to write out 100 times on a piece of paper, I must not be naughty and stand in the
0: corner. Stand in the corner. That's it. Yeah,
3: the naughty corner.
0: Mike, at the Victorian Transport Association 2022 State Conference, interestingly enough at Phillip Island, all the early talk has been around high fuel costs, rising interest rates and inflation.
3: Mm. Mm. higher fuel costs, rising inflation interest rates are all things that affect transport companies, obviously, and they affect your bottom line straight away. Mm. You've got no control over your fuel price. It's not a fixed price. It's not like your rent. I mean, you know how much your rent on your shop's going to be for the next 12 months because you've negotiated your rent, but you can't do that with fuel. And fuel companies have no problem at all cutting you off if you don't pay your bill on time. So they're not interested in what your cash flow situation is. They're not interested in negotiating with you at all. Yeah. This is the price of the fuel. And if you don't pay, well, you don't get any. And if you don't get any, you can't do your work. Yep. Excise and GST are two of the components of the price of fuel. Yep. And I've heard Gary Marn say that the government can't really play with the excise. There is a diesel fuel rebate in place. I'm not 100% sure what it is. These days, I've been back when I owned my trucks, it was 18.51 cents a litre. And I'm pretty sure it's not that now. But $0.42 a litre of fuel is government excise, and then another 10% of the price of fuel is GST. So you actually plan GST on the excise, a tax on a tax. Mm. And this is something that's been known about for a while. I would dispute that manipulating that price of excise is a bad thing. Gary and I could have a discussion about that, I'm sure. But, I mean, for me, when you've got the government making that much per litre out of fuel... It really does make my blood boil when people say, oh, trucks don't pay their way because we pay massive registration fees, we pay massive fuel bills, and none of this seems to get put back into the roads. You've only got to look at the state of the roads at the moment. Potholes everywhere. Mm. Look at the construction, you know. Mm. A federal assistant minister for freight transport, Scott Buchholz, delivered the opening keynote address to the VTA and he's called for operators to be vigilant about their cost models in the face of inflationary pressures not seen for decades. And this is another thing that comes back to the fact that there are a lot of guys out there that are great truck drivers, but they're really shocking businessmen.
4: Mm.
3: They continue to turn the wheels thinking they're making a quid when they're not. Yep. And unfortunately, when people screw down the rates to get a job, and then all of a sudden the price of fuel changes. They've suddenly got a job, but they're not making any money out of it, and what they've done is effectively ruined the rates for everyone else at the same
4: time. Yep. We do
3: need to have a situation, I think, where we make sure that people can actually run a business before they go and buy a bloody truck. We can have a discussion about that too. There are people that don't like that
0: idea much. This stuff keeps getting brought up all the time, mate. Is it ever going to change?
3: Well, I don't know if it's ever going to change. It should change, but whether it will change or not is another matter, you know, we've been talking about this sort of thing for years. It's like licence reform, mate. It's one of those things that we really should look at with a matter of urgency, but no no, we're willing to accept people that don't have the ability driving big trucks on the road. Yeah. I don't understand it. it goes against the grain to me. Yeah.
0: It's like the old Bruce Hornsby song, mate.
3: That's just the way it is. Some things will never change.
4: Mm.
3: mm. I mean, unfortunately what it is, mate. There are a number of people out there that bat for their cause within the industry Mm. and somehow or another they either have deeper pockets or better skills of persuasion and they seem to get their way to the detriment of everyone else. There is no one out there, I don't think, with the overall picture in mind, without putting too fine a point on it, sometimes it's a sandwich and everyone's got to take a bite. Mm. And that's the way it is sometimes. But there are others that won't seem to accept that. They don't want to take their bite. In fact, they want you to take their bite for them.
4: Yep.
0: Perhaps it's time for someone to open up their own company and call it squeaky wheel transport. <laughs> the squeaky wheel always gets the grease.
3: That's exactly right,
4: yeah.
0: Hmm. Mate, a 37-year-old Tasmanian truckie has been charged twice in two days with serious driving offences whilst driving through New South Wales.
3: And he's generated a little bit of interest on Facebook and that as well this I'm far.
0: not surprised. No. <laughs>
3: With comments about to this market runner, we salute you and all that sort of stuff. And it, <laughs> it would be funny if it wasn't so serious.
4: Yeah, that's right.
3: Mittagong Highway Patrol in New South Wales got this bloke and they charged him twice in two days with serious driving offences. He first came to the police's attention on the 16th of March following a speed detection where it was discovered that his driver's licence has been disqualified until
4: 2030. <laughs>
0: Yeah.
3: another eight years.
0: Yep. Track wasn't registered either, was it?
3: No, truck's not registered, unregistered, and didn't have a work diary, failed a roadside drug test, and kicked all the boxes. I reckon someone in the ticket office shouted bingo. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think you're right. They so
3: say you really shouldn't laugh, it serious. But they got him. And then two days later, Transport for New South Wales, Heavy Vehicle Inspectors notified the police that a heavy vehicle that failed to stop was directed at the and Heavy Vehicle Checking Station. So he's got the arrow in, but he hasn't gone in. He just kept trucking. Mm. He's just kept trucking. So Highway Patrol officers then intercepted him just south of Maroolan and pulled him over. And he was subjected to a yet another roadside drug test, which returned a positive for methamphetamine. Yeah. This time they located a radar detector fitted in heavy vehicle so they decided they might download it. And they found it had been opened up to 161, <laughs> uh, the speed limit.
4: So
3: I don't know if she'd do it. she did have to have some fairly spectacular gearing to do 161. Yeah. Obviously, we've just turned that off on the pedal, so we'll just do whatever we like.
0: BYO evidence.
3: It's exactly right. So he's been charged with driving while disqualified for a second time and all the subsequent offences. He was issued with another penalty notice in relation to the radar detector and given strict bail conditions to not occupy a driver's seat of a vehicle and to be of good behaviour. Do you really think he'd care about that?
0: Oh, I'm pretty sure he'll follow through on that. He sounds like a decent upstanding sort of guy
3: i got no doubt he'll follow through on that.
4: Mm.
3: How come the vehicle wasn't seized or impounded the first time? Yeah. How did he manage to get back into it? Yep. I don't understand. I've never crossed the line that badly mm. to warrant that sort of thing. But how did he ever get the keys back? Mm. I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. But this is a clear-cut case of someone with no respect for the law at all out there doing whatever the hell they feel like they could be doing. And this brings our whole industry into disrepute. We're laughing about it. I laughed about it. I'm thinking to myself, you absolute dickhead.
0: I'm thinking this dude probably wasn't fully in charge of his faculties at the time.
3: He probably wasn't, mate. Mm. It makes it even worse. Mm. How did he even get the keys back? Mm. And the fact that he decided, oh, no, screw it. I'll just drive it back down the UMI way. I mean, good God. It beggars belief. It does. And he's an individual. He's gone off and done whatever it is he's done. You see this sort of thing on the Highway Patrol show every week. You know, there's always someone with an excuse as to why they did it and all the rest of it. But really, this bloke, he deserves more than an uppercut. Yeah. You know, he deserves to never be behind the wheel again, in my opinion.
7: Yep. Agreed.
3: That's the way it goes. Hmm. They grounded it anyway. It's got a major grounded defect notice on it now, and there are further charges pending for the laboratory analysis of the driver's oral fluid sample. <laughs> I reckon going to be like a bloody chemistry experiment, that sample. Oh,
0: I think so. <laughs> I'd be studying that for years.
3: <laughs> but anyway, mate, the market runner joke. <laughs> Get out of the road. I got market on.
0: Yeah. As Fatty Voughton would say, mate, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, it's terrible.
0: Mike, there is a great deal of concern over the health of the rural transport industry following the number of small family companies selling up over the last few months in New South Wales.
3: That's right. Remember, we've been talking about this is something that we've highlighted. Hmm. And our friend Jacqueline Brotherton from Transport Women Australia has basically written the article on Big Rigs about this. So go to the Big Rigs webpage, bigrigs.com.au and have a bit of a read. She questions why these businesses aren't being sold or why they're not being handed down and continue to be run, you know. Mm. The same questions that i asked a while ago. Yep. What she's saying is that because these businesses are going away, it reduces the competition in the rural areas and that then impacts whether the people in the rural areas get realistic freight rate rates or not. Yep. I don't know whether it's because people look at the capital investment and the margin and say, no, this is just not worth it or whether some of these people didn't actually say, well, we want to sell the business in its entirety and try to do that. They just decided to liquidate the whole lot. Mm. But that seems to be the answer these days. And we've seen it time and time again. And the auction houses are making a mozza on some really good gear. It's booming, yeah. Mind you, you can't go and buy a new chassis these days. As I was talking to Brad from Penske there at the Harmony Day the other day,
4: Mm.
3: he hasn't got another chassis coming until, I think, September, he
4: said. We're
3: not even halfway through the year, Mm. It's one of these things we really do need to, I think, get an understanding of what's going on and why. And sometimes the old adage, don't ask a question you don't want to know the answer
4: to. Yeah, yeah.
3: I sort of do think that there might be a little bit of that involved. On other issues there, Transport Women Australia have got some people into Women in Industry Awards in April, mm-hmm. and I hope they do well. They're really nice people. Maybe i get Jacqueline on, we can have a chat about it. Yeah. We can
4: compare notes. That would be a good thing.
3: There was one other thing that I wanted to bring up with you quickly. Yeah.
0: When have you ever done anything quickly?
3: Well, there's that too, I suppose. Hmm. You remember that a little while ago, there was an accident, or you may not remember, probably didn't get on the news up in Queensland, but in Sydney, there's a big parking area on the south side, just out of Sydney, they call it the Duck Pond.
4: Hmm.
3: It's between the Relan Road and Picton Road, southbound on the Neum Highway, and it's a popular stop. There's usually a coffee van in there and there's some toilets parking for about 10 trucks and cars mm. a little while ago a cement tanker went in there at speed and out of control and hit a couple of cars and unfortunately a young girl lost her life in there well that's all going to court now mm. it's been brought to light in court this bloke it was a diabetic mm. and he may have had a medical episode whether it was self-induced or not we'll find out about that later because there is an accusation that he manipulated his insulin dose and if he did that might be an issue uh-huh. but the reason why I'm talking about this right now is it's in the courts at the moment. So, you know, I'm not going to offer any sort of opinions about that, except to say that there were a number of stories that came out at the time that was suggesting that he was on the phone or he'd been misguided or he was doing something other than driving the truck. Mm. Now, just from the evidence that we've heard so far, none of that stuff that was on social media is correct. Funny that. Funny that. Yeah. This is going through the court as we speak. And when I know what the court rules on it, we will know soon, I would hope. We'll talk about it some more then. Mm. There are a number of pages on Facebook, and Facebook is just a travesty in my opinion, mm. where misinformation about things that happen on the road tends to get spread. And I think it's important. I just want to say to all of our listeners, think about what you're posting on social media. Mm. Think about how it looks. Think about how you would feel about it if it was someone that you knew or someone you cared about, yeah. and think about if someone was posting that about you and someone you knew cared about
4: it.
7: Yep.
3: I wouldn't post anything I wouldn't want my mother to see. It's as simple as that. Yeah,
7: true
0: enough.
3: That's why I brought that up.
0: Fair call. Fancy the possibility of there being misinformation on social media.
3: It's the Russians, probably. It was Russians, I'd say.
0: Yeah, possibly.
3: That's it, mate.
0: All right, mate. Thought for the week. Yep. Scientists in the US have discovered the reason why roosters crow so early in the morning. (laughs) Go on, what? They have to. It's the only way they can get a word in before all the hens wake up.
4: I knew that was. I just knew it. <laughs> dear, oh dear.
0: Have a good one. Take care, buddy. Spot you later. <laughs> on the Road News is brought to you by Big Rigs, Australia's national road transport newspaper.
5: G'day, guys. It's Tone from Tone's Trucking Stories here, and you're listening to the On the Road podcast on the Australian Big Rig Road Show.
3: Just a quick word about our sponsors, go to our webpage www.ontheroadpodcast.com.au and you can see who the friends of the show are and if their products are something that you're interested in or something that you may need, please support them because they support
0: us and they bring our show to you. Taking us out from the show this week, an Aussie singer-songwriter who's been adopted by Nashville, the home of country music, where he's going gangbusters with his own brilliant style of country rock. Hot off the press, here's his latest single, it's the fabulous Wesley Dean with Hello, I Love You, Goodbye. the show for another week thanks for coming along for the ride on the road is proudly brought to you by queensland rail committed to improving level crossing safety through engineering innovation and education for more information go to www.qr.com.au and nti australia's leading transport and logistics insurer visit the website at nti.com.au be sure to join us again next week when mike says (laughs) I'll keep doing it. Andy says, Absolutely, that's the way to do it. And our guest says, Yeah, it's the best one we've had, actually. Until then, play nice with each other and most of all, stay safe out there. Bye for now. Bye-bye. The team here at On The Road believe in the right to free speech and whilst we might not always be in agreement with the views of our guests and contributors, we support their right to hold and express those opinions.